Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live. The question is, how's it going to go? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We're kind of like the number one overall pick. The Cincinnati Bengals select Rich Eisen, Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo. I'm into it. I don't know about that. The Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Dan Schwartzman. It is our number two, Dan Schwartzman, in for Rich Eisen. You mean make sure to catch us on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com. You can, of course, join us, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. Or hit us up on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. Plenty more time left on the show. I, I want to get to this Baker Mayfield situation and what Cleveland potentially could do to alleviate their concerns at quarterback. And by the way, they are legitimate concerns. Stuff we talked about earlier, Cowboys. Should they be in that top four upper echelon of NFC teams? Do you trust them in the postseason to get out of that NFC? And uh, the Micah Parsons comparisons to Lawrence Taylor, I think they're ridiculous, flat-out insane. But are you putting him in that same type of category as the legend LT himself? And Russell Wilson, where is he going to go? He may want out. I don't see a lot of landing spots. What is the possibility? 844 204 Rich 844 We'll get to your calls here in a minute, but real quick on Baker Mayfield. He's not very good. He's not a true number one overall draft pick. The Jets cut their losses on Sam Darnold, who has picked two picks. He has picked two picks after Baker Mayfield when they realized he just wasn't going to cut it. And they were proven right. He's been terrible with Carolina. He's going to move on and probably be a career backup. Baker Mayfield's not much better. Yes, he's better than Darnold, but that's not saying much. Four four INTs. So four INTs, as you said exactly, against the Packers on Saturday, cost him in a two-point game. He plays half-decent. They probably actually win over the Green Bay Packers in a crucial game. By the way, they were shorthanded too. A lot of people on the COVID list. But still, they had opportunities to win. Baker Mayfield killed them throwing four INTs. So maybe you cut your losses rather than pay this guy. And here's the problem. There's throws here or there or situations here or there when you look at Baker Mayfield and you say, there you go. That's exactly what you need to see. That's a number one pick. But then he can't consistently do it. That's an issue, right? He can't consistently do it. I saw it with Darnold as a Jet fan. There'd be moments where he would make a great play and you say, all right, if he can just consistently do that, we have our franchise quarterback. And Browns fans, and I went to college in the great state of Ohio at Ohio University. I'm a proud Bobcat. 
I saw it. You know, I have a lot of fans, friends who are Cleveland Browns fans. They say it all the time. But I see it here and there with the guy. But it's now been almost four full seasons, and he cannot consistently do it. I just don't think after four years, the light bulb goes on. Baker Mayfield wakes up in the stadium, because I do love those commercials, and says, and finally does start playing at a consistently high level. I don't think it's going to happen. It's time to move on. Let's get to the phone lines. Don from Oregon, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. Don. You know, wouldn't uh, we'll take Aaron Rodgers and send him to Green Bay? He played there for Wisconsin, didn't he? Would that be he a did. possibility? <sighs> it's not a crazy thought. So Russell Wilson goes to Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers goes to Seattle. Yeah, be a nice trade. Maybe as much a blockbuster as you could ever consider one, right? Here's the thing about that. And Aaron Rodgers, is, isn't he disgruntled? He, well, he was disgruntled he contract, last offseason. contract uh, issues, didn't he? Yeah, but I'll tell you, you know what, guys, though? If you watch Saturday's win, right, and in the post-game press conference on the field with, I believe it was Aaron, with Aaron Andrews, right, he just seemed to be a different guy than what we saw during the offseason where he didn't want to show up, he didn't want to play for Green Bay, it seemed that it was like, get rid of this guy in management or else I'm not coming back. This was a humbled guy that embraced setting the franchise record for touchdowns, embraced the fandom that loves him there in Green Bay, that worships him. And maybe he kind of understood that to see a guy of Aaron Rodgers' stature in a different uniform would be as weird as seeing Joe Montana outside that 49ers jersey or Jerry Rice out, you know, playing with... He was good with the Raiders, but, you know, he played for the Seahawks, played for this team. It just got kind of funny at the end, right? And maybe Aaron Rodgers, who I do believe does think about his legacy, maybe thinks that being outside of Green Bay may not be what's best for his legacy, especially if he doesn't win the way that, say, Tom Brady did in year one at Tampa Bay. Don, I appreciate the call. here, (laughs) just for everybody out there in Packer land and yourself today. R E L A. Relax. Relax. That was legendary. Don, appreciate the call. 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. How about that, though? A trade of sorts. Aaron Rodgers goes west. And by the way, he's from the Bay Area, right? So Seattle isn't exactly. It's a hop, skip, and a jump from the Bay Area. Yeah, he always wanted to play for the 49ers. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Went to uh, you know Chico Junior College and went to Cal. I think he would embrace going back to the West Coast. Jason Cole brought it up last hour that if he's going to go anywhere, most likely it'd be West. But really, you know, Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback, too. And if he can't get much more out of this team, then why should we believe that Aaron Rodgers can? Like, would Aaron Rodgers take this team and put him at a higher level than what Russell Wilson has done yeah, possibly here and there, but I just don't think it would be an ideal situation for him. Right. And here's why, what I mean by that Tom Brady looked at Tampa Bay's roster and he knew, Hey, you know what? That's a pretty good team, right? Think about it, Art. It's a good team. Top to bottom, right? Yeah. Yeah, Who was their quarterback before Tom Brady? It was a Jameis, Jameis Winston. And he was the detriment as to why they couldn't win games. There's a difference between Jameis Winston being the yeah, didn't he have reason 30, why he can't win. He had 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. 30 interceptions and like 5,000 yards. Yeah, it was a bizarre season. But here's the thing, though. 
Jameis Winston was a detriment to the team. Tom Brady fixed that. Russell Wilson isn't Jameis Winston. Russell Wilson isn't causing the Seahawks to be 5-10, and 10, right? So it's not like Aaron Rodgers looks at that team and says, yeah, if they had a better quarterback, we could win a ton of games. He looks and says, they already have a Hall of Fame quarterback and they're still not winning games and they're going in the wrong direction. Do I really want to jump on that ship now when everybody else seems to be jumping off? You don't jump on the Titanic while it's sinking, right? You jump off. And I think that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers would see. Now, for Russell Wilson, does Green Bay make sense? Not a big market. In fact, it is the smallest media market of any professional sports team in America in the four major sports. It is smaller than Oklahoma City, okay? And how do I know this, Art? When I was starting my radio career in Huntsville, Alabama. How many years ago? Uh, this was 2003. Wow, you're, Huntsville, pr- Alabama. you're pretty old. I am pretty old. I'm 43, my friend. I feel 20, though, physically. My wife says I'm built like a Greek god. All right, all right. But then she puts on her glasses and says, <laughs> whoops, wow, what was I looking at? But anyway, uh, I was looking at other career opportunities in radio because I was not, you know, enjoying my... I, listen, I had to... Radio, we understand. Still. We understand. Yeah, you, understand. you have to have exactly. a backup. Uh... You got to have a backup. And I saw a job opening in Green Bay. I thought, wow, that'd be a great place. I mean, they got a pro football team. And then I realized that Green Bay was actually smaller than Huntsville, Alabama. And I was like, no way. You got to be kidding me. Imagine having a pro football team in Huntsville. I'm like, it would never happen. And yet Green Bay has a pro football team that sells out every game and has a waiting list of 60,000 people in a city, if you want to call it a city, that's even smaller. Well, Milwaukee's not too far, is it? But it ain't Green Bay. (laughs) Like, you got to travel to go do something, I guess. That would be kind of difficult. Not sure I'd want to do that. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show here on a Monday. 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. Look, I think it's a a great trade proposal from Don. I don't think Russell Wilson would want to go to Green Bay. And I honestly think when push comes to shove and Art, you can mark this down, Aaron Rodgers will not leave the Packers. He won't. Here's why. They're going to probably lock in home field advantage to the postseason. If they don't get to a Super Bowl, I think Aaron Rodgers will feel that it was an incomplete season, right? All the stars were aligned for him to get to another Super Bowl. Everything would go through Lambeau Field. If they don't win it, then, hey, I need to come back and uh, right that wrong. If they do win a Super Bowl, does he take the mentality of, I've done what I can and accomplished what I can in Green Bay. It's time to move on. Or does he say, I'm continuing to build my legacy. I want to be considered the greatest of all time. I now have two rings, so I pass Peyton Manning in terms of who's greater. I pass Drew Brees in terms of who's greater. And uh, I want to keep winning rings. And wouldn't Green Bay and staying here and keeping Devontae Adams with me keep us as the favorite next year to win it again? And I keep trying to add rings in a comfortable environment. I just don't see him leaving. I understand what happened last offseason, and that was a big mess. I just don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But imagine if Aaron Rodgers leaves. You know, Tom Brady left New England at, what, 43 years old, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, still in his prime. Let's not kid ourselves. The guy is still in his prime. Don't get me started. I'm a Raider fan. Don't get me started either, right. But on the other side, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a spring chicken compared 
to Tom Brady when he left Boston. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. That's five years away. And Aaron Rodgers, by the way, is probably going to win yet another MVP. He should. Another Aaron Rodgers-esque season. 33 touchdowns. Four interceptions. He is going to throw for 4,000 yards yet again. He's about to cross 55,000 yards passing. He's going to have 450 touchdowns by the end of the year. Once again, he will not get to 100 interceptions this year, which is flat-out ridiculous. And I kind of want him to retire without getting to that 100 interception mark. You know what it is, Art? Like, you like baseball as well, right? So think about it this way. It's like when that hitter is a 300 hitter for his career and decides to stick around a little too long the way that Mantle did, the way that I think Albert Pujols, of course, has, and they sink their career average under 300. You know what I'm saying? You know when it gets to that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's kind of like, oh my goodness, you had 300 and you let it go because you hung around too long. But it won't happen to Cody Bellinger. It won't happen to Cody Bellinger because he's got to hit 200 next year first, right? So, <laughs> But Albert Pujols, remember, was a guy who was a 300 hitter for a long time. And then over the course of the fact that he has not been at 300 since 2010, he's now sunk down to 297 for a career average. Still an all-time great, still a Hall of Famer, yada, yada, yada. But his career batting average is now under 300. Aaron Rodgers will retire, and he will have over 100 interceptions. Think about it. He's made it to 38 years old with under 100 interceptions. Probably gets you next year because he doesn't throw more than like five interceptions a year. Probably makes it through his 39th year without getting to 100. If he sticks around for a 40th and above, he will inevitably, at some point, get that 100th interception. And that will be a big shame. That's just my OCD speaking art. Really is. Well, is that going to sway him? Against the uh, Hall of Fame? No, of course not. No. <laughs> Doesn't mean a thing. But the rings do. That's why I just don't see him leaving. Seattle doesn't afford him a better opportunity moving forward after this year to win a ring than staying in Green Bay. Like, okay, maybe he's got some issues with upper management, but think of the positives, right? When I make a decision, I like to weigh pros and cons. So the cons are upper management doesn't listen to him. They don't fully respect him. I think drafting Jordan Love was just asinine and idiotic. idiotic. I, I made absolutely no sense to trade up and draft a quarterback. Just a dumb decision. You could have gotten a piece to help him. Instead, you draft a quarterback that you probably have to ship out now because Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any worse. He's still playing at a ridiculously high well, level. At the there's time, no reason to think it's not going to change. At the time, they, didn't, they were uncertain about his future. I mean, they, they didn't know if he wanted to stay or not. But still, make him happy. Like, wh- why try to upset him more? That makes no sense. Make the guy happy. Give him what he needs. What has he called for all these years? Give me more help offensively, right? They don't draft offensive players in the first round. They just had not had a history of doing that. And that was upsetting him for good reason. So the bottom line is, I understood the frustration of Aaron Rodgers. It made perfect sense. But here are the pros. All right, you know, LaFleur is the perfect coach for him. They have set this offense up to where he can succeed even more than he has succeeded in the past, right? Think about that. Three straight years of winning the division. Three straight years of, what, 12-plus wins. Since LaFleur has taken over as head coach, things have gotten even rosier for Aaron Rodgers because this offense is perfectly built for him. So why leave it? This is a perfect situation. Devontae Adams, one of the top wide receivers in football, 
wants to be joined at the hip to Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers decides to leave somewhere, you can bet your last dollar Devontae Adams will sign at that location as a free agent. It's kind of like a two-for-one. So he can say, listen, Devontae, I'm staying here in Green Bay. Why don't you re-up? Devontae Adams probably stays in Green Bay. Keeps his number one guy. Lazard has become quite the target for him. He's got that trust with him now. Saturday during that broadcast of the game, they kept talking about that trust. And you saw it. Lazard, in fact, caught the touchdown that put him ahead of Brett Favre for most career touchdown passes in franchise history. He's beloved by the fan base. He's misunderstood by everybody else. Look, I've interacted with Aaron Rodgers a few times, and honestly, woo, strange dude. I wouldn't call it pleasant. I wouldn't call it not pleasant. I would just call it kind of strange. Five letters here, just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Strange. Exactly right. Strange dude, but that fan... It's like Barry Bonds was all roided up, and outside of San Francisco, everybody booed him through big syringes on the field. I remember I was in Philly at the time working, and somebody threw a big syringe on the field where he was at like 712 home runs. But in San Francisco, he could do no wrong, right? Aaron Rodgers can do no wrong in Green Bay. He is beloved. He is understood by that fan base. Does he want to start new trying to have another fan base try to figure out his quirks? And by the way, he's a very quirky guy. I don't see it. Push comes to shove. He will stay there. Look, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were a marriage of convenience, not of love. Right? Those guys butted heads. There was no love really by the end. It was a matter of, look, we keep winning. Why break this up? And they kept winning. So why break it up? Made no sense to break it up. So I will be perfectly honest with you. It comes down to this. The positives of staying in Green Bay far and away, far and away outweigh the negatives of staying in Green Bay. And as a betting man, I would certainly bet money that Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay and right there would close a door for a location for Russell Wilson to go to. It would not happen. I don't see it happening. I want to get to the NBA a bit. Yes, we will switch gears. I do want to talk a little NBA because there's something that's bothering me about this league right now. Actually, a couple of things. And I want to tell you who I feel is the most overrated player in recent history, in recent memory, when it comes to the NBA. Because one guy statistically keeps putting up numbers, but boy, oh boy, does he help a team win or does he not? Who am I talking about? We will get to that next. Make sure to get on with us, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. Hit us up on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. I am Dan Schwartzman, sitting in on a Monday for Rich here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I am Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show. Catch us on Odyssey app and the odyssey.com, of course. Want to hop on the show, 844-204-RICH. That's 844-204-7424. Or hit us up on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. A lot of football talk the first hour and a half or so. Do you want to get a little bit into the NBA here? And a couple of things that have bothered me about the NBA I wanted to talk about. One is I do give a lot of credit to the NHL, the way that they've handled COVID and the loss of players. At one point last week, this is no joke, at one point last week, the NHL had more than 15% of the entire league out with COVID. Literally. That's an incredible number, if you think about it. Like, literally having that many people out with COVID. But that was the reality of the situation. I mean, what could they do? And they shut down the league. They've had more than, at this point, they have 64 games so far, including today they postponed all all 14 games. They've had 64 games postponed so far to date. They've decided not to play in the Olympics coming up in Beijing. And by the way, the hockey version of the Olympics is a big deal. A lot of these players, because hockey is an international sport, love playing in the Olympics. It's very competitive. It's a lot of fun. They want to play. In fact, it's collectively bargained into the CBA that for this Olympics and the next one, four years from now, the NHL players could play. But because so many games have had to be postponed and they need a window to make up these games, the three-week stoppage of play for the Olympics that the NHL had put into the schedule, that was actually, that now has to be used to make up these games. So that's what they're doing. The NBA continues to roll along. Now, I understand what Adam Silver says, which is we have to learn to live with COVID and figure out things, right? And he's absolutely right. We as a society can't just lock down every single day or every single time something happens and destroy businesses and things like that. COVID's not going anywhere. It's going to be like the flu. It's going to come and go, and you're going to get it. You're not. Hopefully, there'll be enough medication and different things to, you know, vaccines, whatever it is, to make it where it's not deadly, where, you know, you take a pill, whatever, you get a shot every year like a flu shot, and you're going to be fine, right? And if you catch it, whatever, you have mild symptoms, no big deal. Hopefully, that's where it's going to be. Now, obviously, we hope to eradicate it. Just don't think it's possible. You kind of figure out how to live with it. 
And Adam Silver was talking about that last week in an interview on, I believe it was ESPN, where he discussed that, and that's why they have no plans of any sort of a pause or work stoppage, because what's that going to do? You stop now, so be it. Okay, and then what? Every time you have an outbreak of sorts, and by the way, the NBA has been hit very hard with outbreaks. The Brooklyn Nets at one time had 10 players on the health and safety protocols. The Atlanta Hawks right now have 10 players on the health and safety protocols. The Chicago Bulls were ravaged a couple weeks ago. They now have three more players back on the list. So, so on and so forth. Lakers have players. Everybody's got players on the health and safety protocols. It's just a fact of, I guess, doing business now. And if you shut down every single time a team had an outbreak, you would never be able to play a season. Maybe forever. Who knows? As long as COVID lingers. But there comes a point here as a fan where I say to myself, because NBA tickets are very expensive. They are. You know, NBA games are not really family-friendly anymore in terms of a family of four buying tickets to go and then enjoying a hot dog, a soda, a beer, a program, one of those foam fingers the kids love, whatever, parking, whatever it might be. You're talking for a family of four to have a decent ticket. I'm not talking up close, floor level. I'm talking decent ticket, food, parking, entertainment, Am I wrong to say you're talking $600 to $700 for one outing? 100 bucks a ticket, right? And maybe that's the low end for an NBA game. Decent ticket, 100 bucks a ticket. Four people eating food, having a drink. That's another 100 bucks. That's $500. Entertainment program, this and that, $550. Parking's another 20 bucks, $570. Other incidentals, so maybe $550 to $700 crazy but that's about right right art i'm not crazy to say that's number for a family of four right it it is it's just crazy yeah i took my daughter for her birthday and somehow my 11 year year old daughter actually you're you're on the low end for parking i would probably say right oh parking how much is parking by uh what's not staples anymore right what's it called (laughs) crypto.com or whatever crypto.com you know what to me it'll always be staples center so what's parking around the uh, arena 50 bucks what 50 bucks yeah Oh, my goodness. So there you are. So 50 bucks just for parking. So here's what it comes down to. If I'm going to scrape together some money, and many of us have to scrape together money to afford a night out with a family to go to a sporting event, it's a special occasion. It's not a daily type of occurrence, right? At those types of prices. And I pay that type of money after working my butt off to make that money to spend for this outing. And I show up at a game and Kevin Durant... James Harden and Cuckoo Kyrie Irving are all out because they're on the health and safety protocols and the opponent is missing their, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo because he's also in the health and safety protocols. I just paid $700 for my family of four to go watch a G-level game. Or or before the, the, the outbreaks, they wouldn't play back-to-back games. So you wouldn't well, know. A, yes. But then, but you know, right. And I remember the, the San Antonio Spurs, Popovich would always bench guys, and they got fined like 250 grand by the league for doing so because fans complained. I remember a guy in Miami, actually, a Heat fan, who paid a lot of money to go watch a Heat game when LeBron was there against the Spurs in their prime, and the Spurs benched everybody that game, and he sued because he said, I paid $250 a ticket for this, and uh, I didn't get what I paid for. I don't think he won. But the bottom line is, if if I spent that kind of money 
to go watch a quote-unquote marquee matchup and I see, B, you know, G League level guys playing and it's not the team's fault because everybody's on, you know, everybody's testing positive for COVID. I'm a little pissed and rightfully so. I'm a little pissed and I should be because I spent a fortune. So the NBA has to understand that you're, you're, you know, fans are frustrated by this. We do understand to a point that you're doing what you need to do to keep people healthy and safe. And I get that. And I commend that. But I also look at my own wallet and the bottom line. And I just spent marquee dollars and I bought tickets in the preseason or in the summer looking at matchups when the schedule came out, thinking this is going to be a great game and this is a great present for my son or my daughter for her birthday and it's a family of four outing and we scrape together the money to do so and yet I don't get to watch Durant, Harden, I, you know, Irving against Giannis Antetokounmpo because they're all on the COVID list. So that's my issue. Maybe the league does need to do a one-week pause, isolate everybody for that one week and hope that kind of, you know, takes care of it to where 99% of the league comes back COVID-free. And we do once again start off with a clean slate of having the creme de la creme of players out on the court. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen, the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, 844-204-7424. I don't think I'm asking too much. Or maybe lower tickets and say, look, we understand if this happens... This is what happens. You get a 50% refund. They're never going to do that, obviously. Once they have their, you know, they have their your money, they're not going to, frankly, give you back any money. That's going to be very rare, unless there are flat-out postponements. But it does, honestly, Art, am I wrong to say that I would be upset after spending that kind of money and not getting to watch the best of the best play the best of the best? Because that is, in fact, what I paid for. And if I'm paying to watch G-League-level G players... I can just go and watch a G League game and spend a heck of a less month, heck of a le, you know, heck of a less dollar amount to see that. Hey, you're absolutely right. Absolutely, yeah. Like I can go watch a Major League Baseball game at Yankee Stadium or City Field and spend the money, or I can go watch a minor league game knowing what I'm getting and what I'm paying for. The Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. I had a friend who played for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, by the way. But uh, yes, exactly right. And by the way, that great TV show that I enjoyed, Workaholics, was based in Rancho Cucamonga. And why is it called Rancho Cucamonga? Do we know? Art, do you know this history? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't and know. It was obviously and I live a ranch. right there. I live, I live in Chino, which is really close. Oh, so you live where Aaron Rodgers went to JC? Where did he go, JC? Chino Community College, I think. Oh, did, or CC, uh, Chico. Yeah. He went to Chico. Chico. Oh, no, you're I'm in Chino. Chino. Oh, I'm in Chino Hills. Okay. Right. Yeah, you're in Southern is... Cal. I guess Chico is in uh, Northern Cal. Northern Cal. Ah, okay. One letter off. I was close. My California knowledge apparently does lack a little bit. No question about it. East so Coaster. I took my daughter. So listen, exactly right. But I took my daughter uh, last month for her birthday. I got tickets to uh, WWE Survivor Series. They, she's somehow gotten into wrestling. She enjoys it. She's 11 years old. Uh -oh. She actually knows a lot about it. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. And when I had John Cena in my studio when I worked down in Huntsville, Alabama years ago, I have a picture. I even recorded it at the time. She's very impressed by that. Tells all her friends. Again, I don't know much about wrestling. I'm not a huge wrestling fan. But I took her to this Survivor Series. I paid a, you know, a decent amount for the tickets. But at least you get your money's worth big names, right? So I know how expensive it is because check this out, Art. 
I take my daughter, just me and her, to Barclays Center, right? Home of the Brooklyn Nets, former home of the Islanders. Great place, by the way, to watch basketball. It's an awesome arena for that. And we go to the concession line. She gets a popcorn and a bottle of water. I get a disgusting hot dog and a beer. Guess what popcorn, water, beer, and a hot dog cost me? Uh, $70. 50 bucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can you believe that? Wow. You would think the beer would pour itself for that price, and the hot dog would cook itself. Oh, and you then would think somebody in a bikini would serve that to you, too. <laughs> I mean, I stood there, and I was, I was shocked. I know that going to an arena to watch a sporting event is expensive, but I was absolutely shocked that it was like $47, Art, for a ball of water, small popcorn... A crappy, disgusting hot dog and a regular old beer. Now, the bigger can, sure, but it's just a regular old beer. This wasn't some fancy, you know, Chimay type craft brew that costs like 15 bucks a bottle at the supermarket. No, this was like a Negro Modella type of thing. Okay. This wasn't Fleming's or, this or was Ruth not. Chris. No, this was not a high class steakhouse a hot dog from there made with like Wagyu beef. Okay, this was hot dog made by made with the stuff you don't want to know what goes in a hot dog, right? That type of hot dog. This was not Hebrew national quality. This was just not quality. Forty-seven bucks. So my whole point is, if you're going to pay those types of pro- prices at a concession stand or the twenty bucks for a program, the hundred some odd dollars for a ticket, hey Adam Silver, I hate to tell you this, I want to see the best of the best. And if you can't provide that to me, then maybe you need to stop the league for a week and get people healthy so that me as the Paying consumer, get what I paid for. I'm honestly surprised. I mean, people in this country, we are not a patient country. I've been to Europe. I've been to Asia. They're a lot more patient than we are. All right, go to a restaurant in Europe or, you know, like place like Paris or Barcelona. And if you want to expect chop, chop, fast service, good luck. You're not getting it. But guess what? People there are fine with it. They're relaxed. We here in America, not so much. Yet somehow we are kind of relaxed because we're a little understanding because the uniqueness of COVID that yes, things happen, but at some point I think we will rebel and say, wait a minute, you better cut these ticket prices because I ain't getting what I paid for and I'm not happy as a consumer. And many people have suffered through COVID in terms of job loss and benefit loss and things like that, yet somehow scrape a couple of dollars here and there to take the family out and they're not getting what they paid for. Surprise, this hasn't become a bigger deal, but it will. There you go. Preaching on my podium here. Thank you, Rich Eisen, for giving it to me. But I do want to come back after a break here and tell you this. There is one player in the NBA, statistically will be a Hall of Famer. No question about it. He's done some amazing things. But the reality is, just because you put up big numbers, because the NBA is, in terms of, to me, stack compiling, the ultimate league to stack compile. Right? The ultimate league to do so. You want to score 20 points a game? If you shoot it 30 times, you better score 20 points. And that's still being a 33% shooter without even going to the free throw line. This guy to me is such a detriment to a team trying to win, and it's amazing that one Los Angeles team did not realize this. We must talk about Russell Westbrook and what he has meant to the Lakers because it's not positive. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen right here on a Monday on The Rich Eisen Show. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Past the hour it is, hour two of the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Schwartzman in for Rich on a Monday. Catch us on the Odyssey app and odyssey.com. Want to join the show, 844-204-RICH. That eight, that's 844-204-7424. Hit us up on Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. Again, at Rich Eisen Show. He'll be back, I believe, next week after the new year. Can you believe that? Saturday, it will be 2022. This year stunk and it flew by because every day kind of seems the same, right? It's kind of boring, but it's fun. Jackpot, to baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> yeah, in your mind, yeah. <laughs> Not like they scored a lot yesterday. 17 points, I believe it was, right? So, Yeah, because Derek, Derek Carr turned it over twice, and then uh, our running back fumbled. So we had three turnovers. We, I love it. Did you play? I was on. Yeah, I, I suited up as tight end. <laughs> you suited up a tight. You and Darren Waller, huh? That's well, Darren Waller didn't suit up, so I, you know, well, I, was I know, in. but uh, you know, you're the backup to Darren Waller. Apparently, you suited yeah, up. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that we. That's a big. That's a big debate in sports radio. Like, should you ever use we? Why was, not? Uh, find I mean, it so funny. You represent the team, right? You wear their hats, their their jackets, their shirts part of the it's team a, you know i have a friend and uh more of a social media type friend and he's got to be in his 40s he's you know he's got a kid i think nearing 20 and they're so into jerseys isn't there a shelf life as to when like you outgrow jerseys no right? no oh you're one of those you still wear jerseys absolutely why do you want to get old you do really I don't want to get old. No. Yeah, but it's like wearing your high school leather, ja- you know, your, oh, your that's, high school I varsity do. jacket no, in I college. Wouldn't do that. Like you would never do that. I wouldn't right? do that. I, I'm just not into the jerseys. I think after a certain age, like you just stop wearing jerseys. Okay. Well, do, would you when wear you it to, to the game, event? I wouldn't, but I, it's understandable. Okay, I'll, I, I, I don't have a problem with grown, grown men. Uh, so grown here's the only two, only two times I wear my jersey, my Raider jerseys, if I'm going to the sports bar. To watch the Raider I game. I would do that. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, with all the other Raider fans. Yeah. You know, and uh, or or going to the game. Okay. The only time that's, I wouldn't wear it to the supermarket. I wouldn't wear it to church. I wouldn't. You wouldn't wake up. Okay, you wouldn't wake up on a non-Raider day and just wear it as a fashion statement outside. No, no. Okay, so you're you're an adult. Okay, I I just find it interesting when people actually wear it as like their clothing choice of the day like 
I pick out a polo shirt to wear that day. They pick out their jersey. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think about collecting a jersey collection to wear different jerseys of different people every day. I just, I don't know. I think you outgrow that after, say, 18. It kind of loses the coolness after high school, right? Like, I don't remember in college people wearing their jerseys representing their favorite teams well, if on non-game if, days. If, if Okay, so if you're going to college and you see somebody on the football team wearing their jerseys, that's okay, right? Of their own? Yeah. Like the guy plays on the team? Yeah. Well, that's different. It's him. That's his name. It's his actual name on the back. The Smith is actually Smith on the back of the jersey, right? That's yeah, fine. Absolutely. It's actually him. By the way, who do you have in terms of your jersey collection for Raiders gear? Who are the names oh, on the back man. of your jersey? Lyle Alzado. No way, really. Absolutely. It was it's a Mitch, I love Lyle Mitch, because he's Mitchell and S. So it's it's he's a, a Jewish guy like me, you know. So obviously I represent Lyle Alzado. Absolutely. Keep going. Oh, I have got Rich Gannon. Oh my goodness. Uh Bo Jackson. Okay. Anybody like recent? Oh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, forgot his name. It's on my my jersey. Uh, <laughs> Derek Carr. Quarter, well, no, I don't have Derek Carr. A quarterback from Ohio State that we had uh, a couple years back. Oh, who wasn't good? Uh, yeah, um, he had that long touchdown run. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He wasn't very good, obviously. Do you have anybody that plays now? No. Why? Because uh, you know. Free agency. I mean, once you buy a jersey with the guy's name on it, it changes teams. That's true, and that's why people end up getting multiple jerseys because they just you yeah. get a guy thinking he's going to be there for a while. I remember a buddy of mine got the Jamal Adams Jets jersey because he thought he would be there a long time. He would be like the cultural change they need, the face of the franchise. He would turn things around. Terrell Pryor is the guy. Oh, my Terrell God. Pryor. You a Terrell Pryor jersey? Yeah, I do have a Terrell Pryor jersey. Oh, my goodness. I think he played wide receiver for my Jets for a year, too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Unbelievable. You invested in it. What were you thinking? Like, I hope you got it off the internet from some country, you know, that no, makes it I, a lot I went, cheaper. I went to the store that they had, um, what do they call the Raider, Raider stores around in Los Angeles? You paid full price for a Terrell Pryor uh, jersey? Yeah, I did. What's that, about 125 bucks? Problem. I think a little bit more. Like a real jersey. Well, right? at least an I didn't have jersey. a Jamarcus Russell jersey. True, but that's an actual jersey, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness! See, that's why you don't do it. Enough on jerseys. All right, but I, I had to get that out of my system. The adults wearing jerseys on non-game days just always seems to bother me. Maybe I'm like the get off my lawn type of guy here, but it just does bother me when guys do that. Eight four four two zero four rich eight four four two zero four seven four two four. What acceptable age do you stop wearing jerseys as a fashion statement? I think it's a fair question to ask. I really do, Art. It's a fair question to ask today's society. I don't know what millennials think. I don't know. I guess what is what is, is it millennials now? I guess I'm generation generation X. What am I? Yeah, we are Generation X, yes. We're Generation X. Millennials are after 1980. Z, I, guess, right? I think so it's Z. It's Generation Z, you're right. I'm Generation Z, you're Generation Z. What are today, I guess they're millennials, maybe it's acceptable in today's standards to wear just jerseys as that fashion statement. But I also I had a, get... I have a Jeff George Reader jersey. Yeah, you need to start downsizing <laughs> and burning some of those. I hate to tell you. Like, it's time to start, you know, get that trash can, put a little lighter fluid in there, and uh, warm yourself up. <laughs> get some marshmallows, get the s'mores out, 
and get ready because Jeff George jersey got to go. Terrell Pryor Jack jersey got to go. baby! <laughs> you keep the Lyle Alzado because he's an all-time great. You keep the Rich Gannon. He's a Raider great. That's about it. Okay? That's about it. Nobody else. I like Josh Jacobs. Guy, good guy. Talked to him well, a couple years ago at the yesterday. Super Bowl. He did, but he's a good dude. Talked to him at the Super Bowl. Really respectful guy. I, I'm a big fan of his. Good to get his jersey because I think he's a nice guy. Although I don't think he'll last past his first no, contract because he's, he's a running he's back. No. Right. You don't You don't give, first of all, you don't draft running backs in the first round. And two, you don't give them a second contract. That's just dumb and idiotic. Okay. It just doesn't work out. And we don't know the future of Derek Carr either. It's like, you know. Yeah, but he's, he, he's expensive to move. You know, I, I don't see him going anywhere for a while. You might as well get a car jersey. He'll be there at least another three to five years. Okay. You can enjoy that. All right. I do want to get uh, finishing thoughts on the NBA here because the Lakers have lost five in a row, and that is a team that's really struggling right now. I mean, the Lakers are bad. And Anthony Davis is out, and I understand that, but when you still have LeBron James and you have Russell Westbrook, you should be better than 16 and 18, I would think. Right? Like, you should be better than two games under 500. Now, David Fisdale is coaching that team right now because I think their coach is out with uh Yes, he is. COVID, right? Okay. So he's out. Who is it? Vogel? Yeah. Yeah, Vogel's out with COVID. Fisdale's an awful head coach. I mean, I ha- he seems like a nice guy, but I had him here with the Knicks. He is awful. He is a terrible head coach. He is a great assistant coach. He's a terrible head coach. Gets nothing out of his guys. He was terrible with the Knicks. You know, Tom Thibodeau took that same team last year that Fisdale could do nothing with, and he won, you know, 54 games or something. So Fisdale's not a good head coach at all, and you're seeing it. Five straight losses. You know, LeBron's back. He's putting up numbers again. Here's the problem. The Lakers made a fateful mistake. Fateful mistake. And you know what that mistake was? They went out there and they believed in a guy by the name of Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook statistically will go down as an all-time great. In fact, Russell Westbrook has done something that has never been done, okay? Yes, Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double in one season. Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple-double in four seasons. It's an incredible statistic, incredible feat, and he was honored for it, and rightfully so. He's got a car dealership in Van Nuys, too. Does he? Like, what kind of cars, though? Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Okay. Good luck getting cars these days, by the way. Not easy. If but anyway, if so, they're American cars, they don't they just ship on trucks. If they're no, not American might, cars, but you can't get the uh, the, the 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 chips. chips. That's right. Yeah, I bought a car uh, back in I think end of August, early September. I got a car, and uh, I almost had to go from New York to Virginia to get the color I wanted. No joke. The only place I could find it in the color I liked, because if you're going to spend that kind of money on a car, you want to get exactly what you want, right? You don't set. What kind of car did you get? I got a Nissan. I got an SUV nice. because, you know, with a growing family and stuff and hauling stuff, I needed a SUV. So I liked a certain color. I liked the white body with the black top. And I can only get it in Virginia. Almost went to Virginia. Thankfully, at the last minute, a dealership closer to me, which was still, by the way, a 30-minute train ride away, had the color. Difficult to get cars right now, what you want. It's quite the shortage, the big chip shortage, all that. And also supply chain is got issues. But, you know... Russell Westbrook, statistically, is tremendous. What has he ever won? Like, what has he ever won? 
when OKC came close, I guess they went to what one Western Conference final. It was because more so Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook is what you would call a stack compiler. He is maybe a better version of Carmelo Anthony. The two biggest stack compilers of my generation. Guys who, by the way, just don't win anything, right? They put up incredible numbers individually, but are they actually helping your team win games? And the answer is no, and ironically, Carmelo is playing on this same Lakers team. So you actually have the two biggest stack compilers in my generation playing on the same team, and guess what? They're not winning. Russell Westbrook has been awful this year. And other cities have realized that he is a detriment to getting far in the postseason because there's a selfish attitude. I know he gets a lot of assists, but he also turns the ball over almost five times a game. Oklahoma City figured it out. Houston figured it out. Washington figured it out. How could the Lakers not? How could LeBron James not and actually want this guy on his team? Well, you're reaping the benefits of having Russell Westbrook on your team because you ain't winning anything. Good Monday Night Football matchup coming up tonight. Dolphins at the Saints. Both teams 7-7. Seven and seven. So much riding on this one. Saints are shorthanded in a major way. We will get into that. Who are you picking and why? That's next. I'm Dan Schwartzman in for Rich Eisen on a Monday right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mm-hmm.